0: to pros and everything in between. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Live from the Lee Company studio. With the Hall of Famer Moe Patton, here's Chris
1: Yang. Welcome into a Friday edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Glad to have you with us here on a sunny but a little cool Friday show kind of nice outside not too cold for mo JP it's just uh just a little chilly
0: it doesn't take much for mo it's not too cold
1: yet <laughs> yet That's right about the middle of the third quarter tonight it might be it might be chillier than we want it to be winter is coming as they say yeah uh, this is just this is just fake winter <laughs> in three weeks it'll be 87 again. And we'll be wondering (laughs) where the reprieve is coming. Mm. Oh, man. We have a great show as we get you ready for college football and pro football. Coming to you this weekend. Got a lot to get to. A ton of top stories today as well. So, uh, before we get to local college sports and SEC, National College, Titans, and our pick 'em, uh, we'll, we'll get to our top stories here in this segment. But before we do that, of course, we have to tell you about yesterday's scores and this weekend's schedule on The Rundown.
0: This is The Rundown. The Friday Rundown is brought to you by Chip Walters of Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. The voice of the Blue Raiders also wants to be your trusted advisor in real estate. Contact Chip at 615-542-1915 or through his website at choosechip.net. Chip Walters, proud to support local youth sports in southern Middle Tennessee.
2: In middle school football action on Thursday, it was EA Cox defeating Battle Creek 16-12. Lipscomb Academy defeated Columbia Academy 14-0. It was Mount Pleasant 22, Summertime 12. Withorn falling 42-6 to E.O. Kaufman.
1: No score reported on Spring Hill and Bridgeport. In volleyball action yesterday, it was Kalioka uh, edging Fayetteville 3-2 in five sets. Summertown blanked Collingwood 3-0. Loretto blanked Lewis County. Independence A 3-0 winner over Columbia Central, Zion Christian. I was able to get Bass Dixon, Christian, 3-2. And Columbia Academy fell to Middle Tennessee, Christian, 3-0.
2: In girls soccer action on Thursday, it was Huntland defeating Community 6-2. Coleoka Blank Richland 5 nothing Spring Hill knocked off Giles County 5-2 Wayne County edged Loretto 6-5 and Summit Blank
1: Columbia Central 6 nothing. In women's soccer, Columbia State edged Dyersburg State 3-2 and in high school golf, Columbia Academy's Jenna Montgomery advanced to next week's Division 2A Middle Region tournament as one of the top 5 individual finishers from Thursday's district at Riverbend in Shelbable. And tonight in high school football action, we have Huntland at Lookout Valley. Franklin County is at Grundy County. It's gonna be Loretto at Lewis County. First Assembly Christian at Richland. Lawrence County goes to Glencliff. Spring Hill hosts Coffee County. Independence is at East Nashville. Summit at home against Beach. And of course, the Rumble in the Jungle. Can't forget that, Columbia Central at
2: Mount Pleasant. In volleyball election this evening, Cullioka visits Columbia Central for a 5.30 matchup. Also at 5.30 this evening, Columbia Academy is at Providence Christian. Summit travels to Spain Park outside of Birmingham for a tournament this weekend, today and tomorrow. Also tomorrow, Summertown, Hillsborough, and Hume Fogg will play a quad match at Nolansville play beginning at 9 o'clock a.m.
1: And that's going to do it for your rundown on Friday, Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. All right, top stories. First, we want to talk a little Atlanta Braves baseball because the Braves fell yesterday after we, unfortunately, uh, were off the air and didn't know that Jacob Webb was going to find himself um uh, <laughs> he had apparently been replaced by someone for a bit. He had lost time.
2: himself and now
1: he <laughs> has found himself. And, and normally that would be a good thing unless you're Jacob Webb who, you know, when you had lost yourself were pitching very well yesterday did not not so much. Yeah, would would much rather have the
2: the old JW back or or the more recent one, I don't know. Right. Um Contributed heavily to a five-run seventh as Arizona came back from a 4-1 deficit to win 6-4. Bullpen, going to bullpen.
1: Is what it is. Is what it is, yeah. Braves today, though, today is just a weird day because, and I'm not sure how this is going to work, the Braves – and Padres pick up in the bottom of the fifth. One, they're in San Diego, and the Braves are the home team, at least for this first uh, matchup. But this game was initially scheduled as part of a doubleheader, which meant it was only scheduled for seven innings. So I'm assuming they're only going to play two and a half innings.
2: One and a half innings. No, no. Two. Sixth, seventh, yeah. and a half to fifth. Uh, yeah, two and a half. I'm
1: sorry. Yeah. Two but yeah, yeah. That's yeah, uh yeah. that's odd in itself, obviously, that the Atlanta is the home team. They're only going to play two and a half innings, and then they're gonna play a nine inning game that starts much later. Uh Braves Trail five to four. And Jock Peterson is the leadoff hitter <laughs> in this one. Uh it, it'll be the 28-man the roster they have, I know Stephen Vogt was in that lineup. Arcia was in that lineup playing left field. Uh, Almonte was the last out. and He's not even with the organization anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> and the three pitchers they used were Bryce Wilson, who is no longer with the organization, Jesse Chavez, and I think Jacob Webb was the other. I'm not sure. It may have been, it's either. Well, the good thing is we can't see him again, not At in this least one anyway. not, Yeah, so – this is an interesting one. And then of course they play a nine inning game later.
2: Yeah. And, I, I think I'm just choosing to focus more on that nine inning game. Really. Um, Max free gets a start in that one, 12 and seven with a three, three, one ERA rice Kinnear K N E H R one and O oh with a three, nine, three gets a start for the Padres. And, um, yeah, the Braves still got a little work to do, obviously. They're up two on Philly, up seven and a half on the Mets coming into today's play, and the Magic number remains at nine following yesterday's 6-4 loss. So, you know, we're going to have to score enough runs to make the bullpen as minimal as
1: possible. Yeah. Um, as we move on in our top stories, the... Basketball Coaches Association of Tennessee Don Meyer and Pat Summit Coaches of the Year were uh, uh, announced and recognized. Yeah, they um they threw they
2: threw those out there on social media today. Their clinic, their annual clinic is next weekend. We're gonna have um friend of the show Bruce Latin on next week to talk a little bit about this clinic. They've got some pretty big names coming in to speak, but um the Don Summit uh Don. The Don Meyer and Pat Summit Coach of the Year <laughs> Awards for um, Boys and Girls Basketball. In um, Class A, Rob Edwards from Clay County and Loretto's Ashley Rutledge.
1: Loretto's, not Summertown's. As... Not
2: Summertown's, Ashley Rutledge, no, Loretto's. Um, in Double A, Greenville's Brad Woolsey and Macon County's Larry White. In AAA, Scott Robinson from Cargival and Jennifer Grandstaff from Blackman. And in Division II, NBA's Kevin Anglin and Thomas Jones from Hutchison are the honorees. Which is receiving the Don Mox coaches receiving the Pets summits too. So um, congratulations to all the honorees.
1: I think... Uh... Rob Edwards. I mean, that's great for him. Don't get me wrong, but he, 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 he had a, he had an athlete <laughs> and, uh, you know, a certain coach in our area didn't really mm. have as, you know,
3: of mm. players. That's all, you know,
1: that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm, not you're saying not I'm just saying, saying, you're just saying, but maybe it's because he gave us an autographed basketball. I'm a little biased. I don't know. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, couple of things I want to I see that you have the football score from last night here in Oakland, uh, Oakland Lipscomb Academy. Yeah. 29,
2: 21. And it was everything that we anticipated. I think, I mean, I, I don't think anyone left, you know, maybe Lipscomb fans left a little disappointed that they didn't get the win, but I'm at the ball inside the five on the final play of the game with a chance to tie it. Um, I don't think you could ask for anything more than that as just a high school football fan. It certainly lived up to the hype.
1: I can't believe the man went for two.
2: (laughs) Um, trail (laughs) and 21 trail and 21 seven Oakland gets a 75 yard touchdown run from Jordan James to cut it with about a minute left in the third quarter. They score again with about six minutes left in the fourth quarter on a Jordan James one yard run. And, um, and then they go for two right there to take a 22 21 lead. And that was
1: basically it. Blew my mind. When you, when you said 22 21, I was like, huh? No way. He did not go for two. He went for two. He went for so, two. hey, you, you got you to gotta respect it. Got to respect it. Um, speaking sure. of Oakland, yeah. former, former uh, Oakland High School hoop standout Jason Allen was named uh, coach of the G Leagues Wisconsin Herd
2: yeah um nice
1: to see that um not real real familiar
2: with him but oakland oakland hoops tweeted that out and went back and looked it up a little bit he went and played up at northeastern university up in the northeast <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, got into professional coaching from there and so um big move for him congratulations to nice to see a local
1: on that type stage Sure, and finally, big news tonight. As Page was set to have their homecoming game uh, at against Giles County tonight, unfortunately, Giles County had a COVID issue, which has forced that game to be canceled. So instead, homecoming will still take place, uh, but it will have a different set of athletes on the field. Different set of athletes, different ball. It'll still be football, depending on where you're from. It'll be a round ball.
2: Yeah, but if you're from... Page and Centennial will play a girls' soccer homecoming contest. And football coach Charles Rathbone really encouraged this whole thing, apparently, and Nate Clapp, the the girls' soccer coach, reached out and got a response from Centennial. This was not an originally scheduled game, but they were able to pick it up, and they're going to, present the homecoming court and the band's going to play at halftime and they've got all the, all the homecoming festivities. They're just going to be centered around a girl soccer game instead of a football game. I
1: think it's fantastic. That is really cool. Uh, When I was in school before we had a football team in 96 or seven, whatever it was uh, we had homecoming for with during basketball. So I've seen it during other sports but never girls soccer and i think that is the coolest part about it so well done page thank you to centennial for being a part of that and uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun so yeah if you're not watching football tonight go check out page centennial girls soccer be really cool uh Like I said, big show today. we got the uh, Tennessee Titans NFL update coming in the next segment, so stick around for that. And, of course, we'll get to our local colleges, uh, Tennessee area and North Alabama uh, in this hour as well. We'll have SEC, National College Football, and we'll pick all of that coming up in hour number two of the show. So stick around. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We'll return to the Lee Company studio right after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Festop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain
2: located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White
1: Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee.
3: Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity.
1: Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries, and our orthoquick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net.
0: From the Blue Raiders to the two-tone blue, covering the teams you care about. It's only on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Live from the Lee Company studio, with the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's Chris Yao.
1: Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Glad to have you with us here on this Friday edition as we get you ready for Saturday and Sunday college and pro football. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Mo, last night, speaking of pro football, there was a there was another game on. wasn't nearly as fun as the game you were at, uh, but. The Carolina Panthers defeating the Houston Texans. And, boy, that just breaks my heart into tiny little pieces. I don't know (laughs) if you saw my tweet about that, but uh, these Houston fans who are being such crybabies over the Oilers stuff, uh, I have now found the team I hate. (laughs) So, the positive, Carolina gets the big win. The negative Christian McCaffrey, who is probably my best player in fantasy uh, out with a hamstring injury. Who knows how long he's going to be out with that. He was out for most of last year. So, uh, you know, there's that. Um, didn't really matter though. Cause Sam Darnold was 22 of 34, 304 yards scored two rushing touchdowns. And as you said here, maybe Darnold wasn't the problem in New York and you know, it's like I told you not too long ago. At some point, we got to stop blaming the quarterbacks in New York because it seems that none of them work out.
2: Yeah, regardless of who picks them or who coaches them. So, I mean, at, there there's only so many people that you can push out in front of the firing squad if you are the administration of the Jets before – you have to find – I mean, eventually, you got to start looking inward. I mean, because yeah. Zach Wilson has not been very good early on. You know, Sam Darnold was not very good there. And, you know – Who is the other back, USC
1: guy? Oh, Butt fumble guy, Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez, yeah.
2: I, as far back as you want to go for the last 10, 15 years, they've just not been very good at quarterback. And – you know, maybe guys get better when they get out of there. Maybe it's the
1: New York spotlight. I don't know. I, but Joe Namath sold the Jets sold for Super Bowl three, I guess. Well, they've not been
2: significantly good on on that type level since then. So,
1: yeah, maybe you're onto something. <laughs> oh man, let's talk about the Titans as they get. They will bring in plenty of Houston Oilers alumni this week and really excited about that because I I don't remember who it was, but somebody was at the podium this week and said, you know, we may all be Oilers, but I think we're all going to die Titans. And I'm just ready to pay for that to be on a billboard in Houston. I mean, I'll 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 pay for it. Put it up. F- publish it on Facebook and and sponsor it in every Houston zip code there is. Make some shirts and sell them. Ain't no doubt. Yeah, <laughs> oh my goodness. But, I'm not yeah. sure
2: the few. I'm not sure the folks in Houston are ready to agree with that assessment. But I mean, oh, that, they're that definitely not. Sounds good.
1: Yeah. I'm here for it. Um, it appears Carson Wentz is practicing today which means who knows what it means, but uh, we have on the phone with us, Andrew Moore our usually our intern who is in studio with us. But today, since we are not in studio, as you can tell by our backdrops, uh, we decided to get Andrew on the phone because, well, he keeps up with the Titans to a degree that we will never keep up with them. And it's not from a lack of want to, but, this guy just really does a great job. So Andrew, what's up, man? Glad to have you on the show today.
4: Hey, hey fellas. How you doing?
2: We're all right, Andrew. Appreciate you. I'm um, taking a little time between lugging kegs around to, um to jump in <laughs> with this. Um, I don't guess we've talked with you since Sunday's events. So how, how is how does your TV hold up Sunday?
4: Uh, TV held up fine. Uh, the the brain held up fine. I didn't have to uh, drink as many beers as I did week one, so it was definitely a nail biter. Um, just just all around exciting game, and it's just it's something that you really love to see from this team the the, the never give up attitude, to keep fighting. And it was it's probably not not my all time favorite game, but it's, it's probably getting close to the top ten all time favorite game I've ever watched. Uh,
1: the Titans play that's awesome man hey, you know you're right though it, it was it was one of the there were times where I was like here we go again from last week especially halftime after you know having the touchdown take you know and then having to kick a field goal and all that I'm thinking this game ought to be no worse than 24-17 and ought to really be 24-24 and uh you know it this team showed all the resiliency in the world, and I'm super pumped about it because this week you get the Colts coming off of an emotional win like that, and it's got to make you feel good if you are a Titans fan.
4: It does, you know. Honestly, I felt good all the way up till about Wednesday, and then I were you know remembered that it was Colts week. It is one of the most <laughs> stressful weeks I ever go through throughout the year. Um, I hate the Colts, and just no matter what we do, no matter how good we are, somehow, some way, the Colts always find a way to win. So I, I try not to talk too much during Colts Week. The pit in my stomach just seems to grow a little bit more each day. Um, but I, I am excited because it'll be actually the first game I've been to Nissan Stadium in about two years. So, uh I'll be up early, I'll be there early, and I'll probably be up in the you know, stands crying before the game.
2: <laughs> it's one way or the other, huh?
4: Hey, it's, 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 exciting. it's going to be a, it's, it's an important game because it's something I read right before y'all called me. We, we've only beaten the Colts four times in 15 years in Nissan Stadium. That's not good. Um, yeah. So no excuses. I don't care if Wentz is playing. I don't care if Wentz is hurt. Uh, We need to get in there and and find a way to get this this victory, especially on a big weekend, uh, Oiler Appreciation Week. That's huge. Um, And it's going to be huge for uh, the division, too, get the uh, tiebreaker over the Colts so far with them losing Seattle, us beating Seattle. And we can take uh, the lead in the division with this win if we get it on Sunday.
2: You know, like you said, with it being oil or appreciation weekend in particular, it'd be really disappointing to lose this ballgame.
4: Very much, especially where I believe we're putting uh, Bum Phillips in the ring of honor. Um, so the whole Phillips family will be out there. So we need to, we need to show up and get this win. Um, it's going to be a beautiful day, the weather's going to be good. Um, I just really, really want to see the Colts lose. I haven't seen them lose since 2006 when Rob Bronis hit the 60-yard field goal when I was about 11 years old. So I think it's uh, overdue that uh, I need to see the Colts lose.
1: Yeah, don't we all? And that's the thing about this team is this offense and their defense, their defense is pretty good. That's, that's what is kind of the key this week is – consistency on offense, being able to protect Marion Tannehill, and, of course, uh, allowing for Derrick Henry to do what Derrick Henry does. What is the biggest key this week uh, for the Titans?
4: I think there's, there's two things that I would say, and one of them goes back to what we talked to Mike Keith about last week. Offensive line has to continue to get better. They, they played better on Sunday. Um, even with Lawan out, uh, Stafford injured, Jones injured, they uh, it took a little bit, but they they got the thing rolling. Eventually, were able to open holes for Derrick Henry, uh, able to keep Ron Tonhile protected. And the other thing is AJ Brown needs to uh, fix that little drop issue that he had on on Sunday, which is very uncharacteristic, like of him. Um, but I can imagine AJ Brown coming out in that game and blowing up kind of like how Julio did last week after a bad week one. Um, so if we can get those two things down, I think the defense is continuing to get better uh, each week. Um, but if we can – if the whole offensive line can hold up and if A.J. Brown can come out and have a huge game, I don't want to make a guarantee, but uh, we can we can have this one in the bag and we can all go home uh, seeing a two-and-one Titans team in first place in the AFC South.
1: Wouldn't that be nice? You know, it's it's funny because, like you said, Julio had a big week last week, and a lot of that had to do with the trust that Ryan Tannehill said that he had kind of put in Julio uh, late in that game. And, obviously, we saw him early throwing it to A.J. and feeling comfortable putting it, putting it in A.J.'s hands as much as he could. But the trust factor, you know, getting higher with Julio – Or at least close to what it is with AJ Brown could be dangerous for the Colts and anybody else the Titans play this season. It's gonna be a lot of fun to watch.
4: I just I just want to say this real quick about Julio Jones. You cannot convince me otherwise that was a touchdown. And I know we won and we should forget about it, but it still makes me sick to my stomach. That was that was a touchdown.
2: Well that was a touchdown. that was a touchdown, and the tackle on Russell Wilson in overtime that was, was
4: in a the safety. end zone
2: for oh a safety. Goodness. And it wasn't or a first either. down
1: when the kid reached his arm out either.
4: Yeah, that was not a. Chris Carson did not get the first down. It, and I was actually kind of disappointed. I'm not a. I'm not a fan that blames the refs for wins and losses or whatever like that. But just John John Hussey's team is supposed to be one of the better groups in the league, and just. Not even just our game. There was just a lot of bad officiating last week. So um I don't know what was going on. We're moving on, but I just wanted to say that was a touchdown. You cannot convince me <laughs> otherwise. I will say that the day <laughs> I die.
1: I'm with you, man. Like I said, you know, and it it led to the field goal, which, you know, they had to feel like was a win if you're Seattle and that's I'm just glad that the Titans were able to to overcome that and uh, any adversity that they get there, that they see this week i feel like it won't there will be no adversity they see the rest of the year like being down 15 points at seattle in the first game back for fans since 2019 i don't think you i don't think you're going to find anywhere else it's going to be a, a tougher atmosphere to to uh, get back into a game so that's got to be positive
4: no, I, got, I completely agree. There's really, especially in the Mike Rabel era, there's really not been any kind of adversity this team hasn't seen or hasn't been able to overcome. So that's huh. something that gets me amped up and it really makes me, even with uh, what we were down 24-9, to nine, was I angry? Yes. Was I frustrated? Yes. But there's always that little bit of hope that you keep inside of you just because just this team, since Mike, Mike Rabel took over, has been able to, to keep fighting and get a lot of wins, even though uh, the statistics say that they probably shouldn't have won.
1: Mo, we're ten and two now after double-digit losses in the Mike Vrabel era. <laughs> ten consecutive wins—that's
2: pretty amazing. That—that that is pretty amazing. I mean, what whatever concerns you might have about Mike Vrabel, as we said, his ability to get his team focused in the aftermath of. Ten point or more losses. I mean, you still. <laughs> there, that means there's been at least twelve double-digit losses, but they they seem to
1: bounce back from those fairly well. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. I, I I've got to I've got to give a, a shout out to um, the defensive line. Obviously, played better last week. I think they're going to have to be. Uh, they're going to be a big part of this one too, as well, because if you can make Carson Wentz you know, scared, or if you can make him wince a little, yeah. Uh, (laughs) you don't have it on the board. What's up? Uh, If you you can make Carson wince, wince a little, then uh, (laughs) I think this defense. Not going to leave it alone, are you? Oh no, I can't. It's too good. Um, It's, it's really going to be a key factor because if, you can make them one-dimensional, or you can force them to put in their backup quarterback because Carson's not ready to play. It it becomes a much different ball game. Of course, you know teams in Tennessee against backup quarterbacks have sometimes not been so great. So um, perhaps we want to see Carson Wentz play the whole game. I don't know. That's,
4: that's actually but, uh, <laughs> that's actually a really good point that you bring up. When the Carson Wentz, even if he goes. Well, he's going to have two sprained ankles. I don't know how you sprain both ankles, but he has two sprained ankles. And they're supposed to have this trio of, of, of running backs that's supposed to be dominating. And I believe they've only had 200 and some odd yards between the three after two weeks. And Carson Wentz has like 60 or 70 of those yards. So if you can, yeah. if you can do something to make them one-dimensional, it, it, it really helps your chances.
1: No doubt. Marlon Mack also hasn't played yet after that Achilles injury last year either, so Sunday's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, Andrew Moore will be there. Andrew, thanks for taking some time with us today. We appreciate it.
4: I appreciate you all take some pictures, and I'll send
1: them through. Alright. Local college preview coming up. We get to all the teams in Tennessee and down at Tuna. Stick around. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today returns right after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net.
2: Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon,
1: and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee.
3: Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity.
1: Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our orthoquick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net.
0: From preps to pros and everything in between, it's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Live from the Lee Company Studio. With the Hall of Famer, Mo Patton, here's Chris Yao.
1: Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Friday edition to the Lee Company Studio. Glad to have you with us, Mo Patton, JP Plant. Chris Yao here along with you on your ride, hopefully to a high school football game. That's all I'm saying. Hope you're on your way to a game. And if you are on your way to a game, make sure to stop at Fast Stop because now the Fast Stop perks are in order. And it is Fast Stop Friday. Mo, I got to tell you, I signed up for Fast Stop perks today Hmm. and saw that you can do it. So you don't even have to go into a store and get a card, right? You know how you used to have to have like the card that's on your keychain. Mm-hmm. If you download so it's, an the, it's an app now. Well, if you download the app, they will just give you a card number, and you obviously put your phone number in association with it. So when you go in there, you can put your alternate ID in, just like you do at Kroger or whatever. And it it connects the two, or you can just show your phone, and they'll scan your phone, and it works. Yeah, it, it actually goes into your Apple Wallet if you have an iPhone, so you don't even have to like open up the app or anything. You can just open up your wallet; it's right there. Scan it; it's pretty cool. Um, but that rolled out this week and they have some different clubs. So they've got like a coffee club. After you buy seven cups of coffee, you get one free. Uh, but the one I'm most excited about is the sun drop 20 ounce club. If you've ever seen me on this show, you know that I am a sun drop man. Try it. Looking for that endorsement of that nil, right? Curry? I'm looking for the nil. That's right, but uh, that did roll out this week all across Midland, west Tennessee. If it's not in your local fast stop market store, it will be soon. Test it out. Uh, I went ahead and like I said, enrolled. It's absolutely free. You can enroll by by d- downloading the app. Uh, you can spend spend it like you know the, the points that you that you get. You can spend it like cash at the pump. Uh, even on your very first purchase, you can. Get you know um, you get a discount on your gas that sort of thing. You can get a card at the store. If not, like I said, the app is available. A lot of great features, special deals just for Perks members and clubs for things like coffee and fountain drinks and uh, the Sun Drop Club. Uh, you just you know buy seven cups of coffee, buy seven Sun Drops, whatever. Keep up with it all on your phone. So like I said, be on the lookout. Local Fast Stop Market stores soon, and roll online now. Fast Stop Perks com. Now, let's talk a little SEC football. Let's just go down the schedule here. 11 a.m. SEC Network. Vanderbilt at Georgia in Nashville. Yeah, that's right. You heard me. <laughs> 11 a.m. JP. <laughs> Breakfast with the Commodores.
0: Yeah.
2: What's that now? Breakfast with the Commodores? Breakfast.
0: I mean? Yeah, brunch. Brunch with the Commodores. Um, and uh some few friends from Athens.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. One or two.
0: Yeah, one or two.
1: Best game day atmosphere in the state of Tennessee this week is Georgia. Uh
2: <laughs> and oh man.
1: That was sadly funny. You know, it's it's crazy because I used to know people who would buy Vanderbilt season tickets and they would they would be able to make their entire season ticket purchase back mm-hmm. on either Alabama, LSU, or Georgia. Right. Oh, One absolutely. of those three were going to be in town and you could sell your ticket for as much as you paid for your season tickets. And then you go to all the rest of the games for free.
0: Yeah, Tennessee used to be that way.
1: Ooh. <laughs> but Vanderbilt just has facts. always been that way. I'm
0: just stating fact. I, I, that wasn't necessarily a dig. I'm just saying people used to do that for Tennessee fans, but you know they don't take over
2: like they used to. I think you kind of caught him by surprise with that one, JP. Mm-hmm. Well played.
1: I uh, that may okay. Now I see what you mean. Tennessee fans would take over Nashville. Got it. They used to. Yeah, yeah. We don't care anymore. Now if it's going to be a now, win, you're, as you're a basketball be, school now. Yeah, we're a basketball school now, and, and baseball, and baseball. We made the World Series, so uh, you know, we're we're trying to catch up with Vanderbilt on the baseball. Clap, made the
0: World Series.
1: Hey, not everybody has two top ten picks. Okay,
0: recruit That's better. All I'm
1: saying, <laughs> listen, we're recruiting just fine. Thank you, <laughs> Vanderbilt's Anybody. on another level. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, eleven a.m. ESPN. LSU at Davis Wade Stadium in Mississippi State. 11 a.m. on ESPN2, Missouri travels to Alumni Stadium to take on Boston College. And Chestnut Hill. And they probably um, shouldn't take a car. <laughs> You'll need a bus. And then, of course, 2.30, CBS, Texas m Arkansas at Jerry World, that's going to be a lot of fun.
2: That is going to be a lot of fun, man. It'll be fun to see if Arkansas can keep up what they've done over the first three weeks. Obviously, they announced their presence with authority with that win over Texas. And, um, I mean, to this point, that's got to be Sam Pittman's signature victory. Oh,
1: no and question. I guess he'll probably be looking for another one Saturday. Probably. You can get into that game for 120 bucks. Is that all? It's actually the it's yeah, it's the most expensive game to get in, obviously. Do you know what the third most expensive game to get in is? It's not Tennessee, Florida. That's actually the fourth, but no. This the the second most expensive game to get in is Kentucky at South Carolina. The third most expensive game to get in, Georgia Vandy. Really? Because Georgia fans are driving the price up. Mm, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Kentucky, South Carolina is the second most expensive. $55 will get you in according to vivid seats. That's nuts. That could be a decent ball game. It, it could be potentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cheapest game to get into is down on the plains as Georgia state comes to number 23, Auburn. That's on sec network at three o'clock. Uh, that's one of those whoop de doo games. Also, Southern Miss and Alabama, thirteen dollars to get you in. That's one of those games where you give the guy twenty bucks, he gives you two tickets and uh, uh, two hot dog and Coke, or four hot dog and Coke vouchers. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Southern Miss, Southern Miss, Alabama has always been a sneaky good game. I mean, you remember the Tyrone Pro throw deal. Uh, Brett Favre beat him once. Uh,
2: this ain't that Southern
1: Miss. Though. No, it, it's it not also Southern. this ain't also ain't that Alabama. Sure, I'm just saying it's always been like a sneaky, weird game. I don't know what the voodoo is out there in Hattiesburg, but uh, they always seem to have some sort of goofy thing happen, uh, such as the pro. Frank
2: Gore Jr. leads the Golden Eagles with
1: 274 rushing yards. Yeah, that's an interesting one there. Uh, Frank, I I can't believe Frank Gore is still playing in the NFL, isn't he? And his son is now (laughs) in college. So you tell me that's that's nuts right there in itself. Um, obviously, top-ranked Crimson Tide coming to town. That that's that's never good if you are Southern Miss. You you don't want to see the yeah. the master come to your house because you know the thing is that again Alabama's not playing you. Alabama's playing against perfection. They they don't even care that you're in town. Yeah, they don't even care that it's, you know. Well, I just mean Um, dealing with Yeah, you're having to deal with Alabama. That's not what you want to do if you're Southern Miss. But get some money out of it. Go to the house, count your dollars, and be happy, I guess. It's just one way. Other games, like I said, the uh, Kentucky-South Carolina, that's at 6 o'clock. That's going to be on ESPN. And then two. is it on the deuce? I'm sorry. Yeah. It is on two. That's right. Uh Tennessee, Florida is on the at six o'clock. Why? Well, what other game are you gonna put on the at six o'clock? Kentucky, South Carolina? Don't, I don't know, but hmm. that's why. Because there's no other way to do it. I mean Well, it what's sad is this game
2: used to mean used to mean so much.
1: I mean I no, it doesn't I, it could though. I mean obviously not this year, but Tennessee, you know, Tennessee has to they have to find a way to make this game relevant again. Obviously it doesn't right now, but nobody play Tennessee plays is means anything at this point. So every game means something when none of them mean something, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, it, in the world of a Tennessee fan, every game means something. Every game shows you how far you are from being back to relevancy. Now, how, how you far not, are you are
2: from being back to it meaning something,
1: huh? You may not want to know the answer, but at least it's going to tell you the answer, whatever that answer may be, good, bad, or ugly.
2: Well, trust me, if you're a Tennessee fan, you probably don't want the answer. Especially against a Florida team that just fell to Alabama by two points last weekend.
1: In the same building. Yeah. So That's it. That's the schedule. What is the game that you are most interested in? South Carolina, Kentucky? Because that's mine.
2: Texas AM, Arkansas.
1: I guess I'm curious. I'm I'm much more curious than I am interested in that one, if that makes sense. Hmm. Uh, Which one did you say, Kentucky, South Carolina? Yeah, and the reason I'm I'm most interested in that is because after Kentucky's barely went over Chattanooga last week, I don't know what to think of the Wildcats, and I think this is going to give me a little bit better – idea of where Kentucky stands in the East. Well, I guess I'm more
2: willing to maybe just chalk that Kentucky Chattanooga game up to maybe Kentucky not being as focused on an FCS team as perhaps they should have.
1: This is not a very good South Carolina team. That's my point. Uh, And we know that Kentucky and Missouri are about even, so – If Kentucky goes in there and isn't very good against South Carolina, as a Tennessee fan, you go, heck, we might finish third in this thing. (laughs) We might be going bowling.
2: Well, I I guess my interest in Texas A&M Arkansas is more from when we said at the beginning of the year that the SEC could get two teams into the playoffs out of Alabama, Texas A&M, and Georgia.
1: Except it might be Arkansas, not Texas A&M. All right. Say Arkansas is the team that I'm that that I am most worried about if I am the rest of the Southeastern Conference. Sure, because even if they don't win this game, they're good enough to beat everybody else except Alabama. Everybody else. I tell you what. After the way Florida played
2: against Alabama last week, it might Same be thing. that Arkansas is good enough
1: to beat everybody, including Alabama. This is, this is the game we're going to find out. Arkansas ain't going to sneak up on anybody now. They're not sneaking up on Texas A&M. And they get Georgia next week. And then they get Ole Miss. So, this is just the start for Arkansas. They're not sneaking up on anybody, especially if they win this one.
2: And so, with that being the case, in a game where everybody knows who they
1: are and everybody knows they're coming, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Yep. I can't, and it's not at home. Even though it is a, uh, it is a neutral side, It's not at home, so I'm really, I'm really curious to see where Sam Pittman and his and his back stand. I'm really curious to see where Jimbo Fisher and his Aggies stand, especially with a backup quarterback. So, a lot to take in. A lot to take in. KJ could Jefferson be, could see a power shift in the SEC West tomorrow. You very well could. We're going to talk more college football on the other side of the break. We'll get into some nationally relevant games. So make sure to stick around the other side. Southern Middle Tennessee sports today returns to the Lee Company studio right after this. Thank you for listening to the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast brought to you by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. If you'd like to hear us live each and every weekday, tune in from 4 to 6 p.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM in Columbia. Also visit www.sm-tnsports.com for the most comprehensive and timely coverage of high school sports in and around Southern Middle Tennessee.